You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. Yeah, I was like, the music is so quiet this week. I was like waiting for it to build. Welcome back, Grimsters. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. We're talking episode, uh, Grim, episode 319. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, and joining me on tonight's panel, as always, the lovely Yell Teagle. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. And the kick-ass oh, yeah. Dylan Chance. Yeah. <laughs> I was great. I'm to make like you that. do that every week. <laughs> I am just so excited to talk about this episode. This is potentially... Well, uh, there's so many fit of this, this season, episodes of this season that have been so good. Mm-hmm. I am just... This one was... But this one was top, one of the top for me. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I knew you would love it. Well. It's, it's another one of those episodes where I was like, ah, oh, this is Zach's episode. Yeah. Which has Any, happened a lot this season. Anything with more grim lore, mm-hmm. where we're suddenly seeing the world expand beyond just Nick and his little circle, I'm just all about. Yeah, and it was a great episode. It was a great introduction. And I was so excited to meet Trouble uh, <laughs> and and see how it expands and see what it's like with, you know, what it would have been like if Nick had never been told so that was very interesting and you know what it i thought about something in this episode that i never thought about before in other episodes was that anyone who was a grim is probably in a mental uh, a mental institution because Mm -hmm. they go crazy everybody thinks they're crazy and they're probably assuming that they didn't have any kind of guidance right exactly elders or something but we'll get into all that so much talk about with that but we open up the episode as we always do with the quote which I usually do my, like, deep, like, which I guess I'll start with that. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. You're not going to sing the song? Nobody knows my sorrow. Well, if You're not going <laughs> to sing it? Nobody knows. <laughs> All I think about is space balls. The trouble I've seen. Really? You don't think of the episode of Recess? No. no. Oh, where Mikey <laughs> sings it operatically in the bathroom. All right. Well, we're not going to get started <laughs> down this trail, because you could just name yeah. references for days about that song. Um which is like the most, this is the most pop culture reference in the Grimm opening uh, title, like quotation. Using a spiritual song? Using Well, using a recognizable song. Usually we're like, oh, I don't know what that is. What quote is that? Or yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah, either Shakespeare <laughs> or, it's a Grim, or it's from a Grimm story or it's from another fairy tale. Or, or that was a Bible verse. And right? that one time it was Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one was good. Um, but this was really cool. And it, 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 I mean, other than the obvious parallel with mm-hmm. the name Trouble, um, it's very applicable to everybody's problems, especially Adeline and Renard. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into those guys way later in the show because there's so much to talk about yeah. with Trouble. <laughs> and she just... She shows, like, we, we meet her... Well, we open up the episode on Renard and Adeline mm-hmm. and their whole 
because we came off of that last week where they gave we gave away the baby. Oh yeah, yeah. We gave away Diana, and she's off somewhere where mm-hmm. we don't want to think about it, but everybody's thinking about it. And so, but then we are introduced to this young woman walking down the road, and you just you know that's not going to end well. Right. Not on this show. Mm-hmm. What happens on dark, lonely roads in the middle of the night? <laughs> Trouble. Nice. Well done. Well done, done, sir. Um, But and she's carrying a a chest knight, which is made very. They they focus on it. Mm -hmm. um, That little keychain. I'm wondering if that's going to come back at all. It was very prominent. It has to. I mean, they found it at the first crime scene, and it has to come back. Like they wouldn't have. They could have had anything Mm -hmm. fall away. But that chest knight, I, I think, is going to be important. Yeah. But so she's walking out, and then she's attacked. Basically, you see this pickup truck pull over, and she knows it's trouble. Or uh, I'm going to have to be careful about that <laughs> <Yes>. now. Um, <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. She knows it's going to be a problem. Well, yeah, as any female knows, when you're walking down a dark road (laughs) and a truck pulls over to let you in... You do not get in. I mean, apparently nobody nice drives pickup trucks. Not on dark roads at night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even good people have to get somewhere sometimes. There was that pickup. But basically, if you own a pickup truck, bad things are going to happen. Either you're the guy by the airport and it gets stolen, or (laughs) or you're just up to no good in your pickup. Mm -hmm. Well, in Portland. Bottom line, (laughs) drive compact. Uh, If uh, a Prius would have pulled up, I would have been like, oh, I'm getting the car. That's yeah, nice. seriously. <laughs> but so she's attacked by, a, and as this is the, the norm on this show, by mm-hmm. two Vessen. Yeah. And then we just cut away. All we see is somebody's blood. Mm-hmm. And then we cut away. And then uh, we, we I thought it was um, different for, it was like two <clears throat> different Vessen like, hanging yeah. out together. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and they were both like, I guess it's supposed to be like the mean, bad Vessen, you know, like the real shady ones. And it's like, would those type of vessels really hang out together? I, I guess mean, so. Vessels hang out. Yeah. And they, like yeah. we've seen more and more, especially as we go forward, like like uh, different vessels in yeah. relationships and different vessels of friendships. Like there's always been vessels hanging out with other types. of Yeah, vessin. I know that. It just like the those two just seem so bad that they'd want to fight each other. You, you know mean, what I mean? You mean a, a claw strike and a loosenschlanger? Oh, I wrote it down. <laughs> Good, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's a snake and a cat, which. <laughs> I guess they don't. Have, they're not enemies per se. Um, my cat, my cat to, begs yeah. to differ. <laughs> yeah, my cat would take out a snake in a second. I'm not saying they couldn't take each other out, but they don't natively. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> moving forward, um, we come back and there, Wu is walking Nick and Hank through this crime scene, mm-hmm. and it's they know that something bad went down. They they're like, it seems like the evidence is like it should be three people based right. on what we see, but. Two big dudes were dragging somebody, and now the big dudes are dead. Mm-hmm. So what in the world took them down? Even Nick and Hank are, like, stumped because the, he sees that the, uh, that this was a struggle. Yeah. And these are not small people, and they're just, they got destroyed, they got taken apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, uh, Nick 
confronts the uh, the victim's brother from there because mm-hmm. they 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 have this magical little fingerprint scanner. You haven't seen those before? No, I have not. NCIS has been using those for seasons. Wow. Every crime show I watch, they have to call, they have to wait, and they have to go back to the database, the computer. I mean, it makes sense that they would mobilize it, mm-hmm. but they're just like, oh, it's this guy with this record. Yeah. And then they're just like, okay, we're going to go meet his brother over. You mean it was Richard Hector Dunn, who was the claw strike, and Kirk Llewellyn, who doesn't look like a Llewellyn, firebomb, <laughs> and it was... Um, they went to see, uh, oh, oh, I wrote down whose brother it was, and I lost it. Oh, I was oh. So Don't worry about it. Oh. Okay. Fireball's brother. They, Firebaum. 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 Oh, well, I miss well they went to see his brother, and his brother is instantly, when he, when he vogues, mm-hmm. um, then he sees Nick as a grim, and he is, immediately assumes that Nick killed him, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a great setup for just, like, the fact that there is... A gr- like a grim is the only thing. Yeah, that possibly I like yeah. that he said that. He goes, "No one could take those two guys." Yeah, maybe, maybe you. Nick <laughs> finally gets established what is going on. Like that, these are two different Vessin, like these types, and these are like not weak Vessin. Mm-hmm. These are dangerous people. Obviously, with the rap sheets that these guys are carrying, yeah. multiple counts of rape on one guy's head. Not good people and pickup truck drivers. So he, he <laughs> sorry. Whoa! I don't. We're gonna a get joke. a backlash Whoa. from pickup truck drivers now. I love yell. pickup truck drivers. <laughs> no, I'm they were sorry. just. They're the type of vessel that Grimm's exist for. Yeah, <laughs> exa- exactly, yeah. exactly. But <clears throat> it, it, Nick's just start trying to figure out who could possibly be behind this. I don't think the thought even crosses his mind that no. it was another Grimm. Now, yeah. Which I would, if I was in Nick's shoes, I'm like, I've been, I'd have been looking for Grimm's this entire time. Well, I thought calling about up that. foreign countries, being like, just looking in the in the phone book under G. <laughs> I thought about why he didn't assume that it was um, a Grimm killing these creatures. Well, he's never met one that's not his family. It's also he's never um, until now the people killing Vessin have been other Vessin. Yeah, usually. So. It's it's a fair assumption that he didn't come to that conclusion. Yes, it, it, this is the norm for him. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I would have been looking for Grimms in, like, S- episode two. Oh, yeah. Just because <laughs> you wanted Grimms, we yeah. know. No, I, I would have been doing the same thing. I would have formed my own, like, Grim Avengers team. Just a bunch of Grimms hanging out, <laughs> traveling packs. Make a, a forum on They're pen pals. Yeah. yeah, they have a, they have a Facebook line. group. Exactly. <laughs> but it's private, set to private, set yeah, to secret. Meetup, guys. <laughs> Grim meetup. Yep. Um, but so then we're seeing as Nick is investigating, um, and as the brother says, no one could have done that to them mm-hmm. except maybe you. Mm-hmm. And Nick's like, all right, well, we're going to figure this out. And then we cut to, uh, to trouble to Teresa mm-hmm. as we'll learn her, as we will learn that she is called. Um, I was waiting the whole episode for that moment because they gave it to us in the promo and yeah. I was like. Say it. They gave it to us in the title. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. They're like, I was like, say it. Say your name is Trouble. Say it. I just want to hear it. And we'll get to that moment. Wow. Ugh, it's further down so the line. Long. It's further Wait, it's, down the line. At this point, at the she's end still of the nameless. Line. Yeah. Um, but so we we see that she's she's gotten herself a little hotel, mm-hmm. and she has some bad scars. Yeah. On her back, on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. She has like I think it was like almost like it looked like a rash on her fingers or something, or burns maybe. I'm gonna be honest. I was not looking at her hands. I think that was just well a when lot they of, took off the glove when she took off the gloves. I think it was a lot of like just blood and like uh, mm-hmm. not rash, but like blisters and scars. Yeah. She's she's she has seen 
some... Yeah, yes. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> knows what she's seen. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish we had a jar because you would have just that would have been like five bucks in the jar for that one says you <laughs> I know I'm the worst offender here um, <laughs> but so she I mean she's gone through some stuff and we are and like we I'm hoping we'll get into that a little bit more mm-hmm. as we get to know more about her character because she has no idea she thinks she's nuts yeah um, but it, I love the way they find her because they they find her by a fry a French fry in yeah. the pickup truck. A oh, single yeah. French fry. That is, Hank has some detective skills. <laughs> I think it was Wu. Yeah, Wu. Wu had the, had the well, detective Well, Hank skills. was like, "This is." He, <laughs> he like goes to. He There's goes only a particular to set of uh, French fries. Yeah. Which is like, is that what Wu was good for? That's, That's what, what Wu was does. here for. He's like, "All right, we need somebody who can trace this French fry." <laughs> Wu, Wu, you're the I man. I need you on this. <laughs> Pronto, like Sergeant Wu, French fry detective. Yeah, <laughs> my notes say French fry. LOL. That's what my notes say. Every this is this is the quote. Every fry is like a fingerprint. Yep, it's true though. Those fries look like the saddest fries from Burger King. <laughs> um, but we don't even Sorry, find out. We that. don't even get to know which place it was. They do they do track it down. Mm-hmm. But it's only this place within that has like three stores within this region. And where was the truck that drove through the window? Yeah. <laughs> and it's at this point that they find mm-hmm. out that it's this like young teenage girl, mm-hmm. basically. 21-year-old from New York City. Yeah. Didn't, isn't that what they said? 19 to 21? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going on deadly. Yeah. Going on deadly. <laughs> uh, and she is. Oh, yeah. She is a frightening person. And so it's natural that Nick would assume she has to be one of the most powerful vests he has ever encountered. Mm-hmm. But no. She's no, more powerful. Nick. Um, and so she's followed by, and, and then she goes, and we catch up with her stealing shoes. Course. As you do. No, yeah. she was stealing some kick ass grim boots. Yeah. I don't know if you guys She noticed. needed those boots. <laughs> Yeah, those were a necessity. Those were those were ass kicking boots. Those were, were beautiful boots. And there's this like <laughs> badass chick who's just like, I saw what you did back there. Well done. Yeah. Now I'm a, now I'm gonna steal that from you. Those yeah. are the same size. Which how did she know? Was she just <laughs> yeah. like, why was she staying there like watching? Was she just planning on steal? I guess she was planning on mugging yeah, her I regardless. Think, I think she was planning on stealing the boots herself. Here's my here's my theory, guys. Go for it. All right, so. The girl was like, oh, I'm going to steal these boots. Ooh, this is my size. And then Trouble walks in, picks up the boots, tries them on. She's like, those, those were my boots. I was going to steal them. <laughs> Watches her walk out with them. He's like, those are my boots. So she chases her down, kicks her butt. I mean, they were nice. They had that little, like, her blue. Right. They had that nice little blue shine on the rubber at the bottom. They were cool shoes. Those were great shoes. Uh, <laughs> Worth if, murdering over, apparently. If anybody feels the need to... Uh, murder someone for those I'd like an eight and a half wide please thank you wow <laughs> you can send your uh, murder shoes to Yell Teagle <laughs> pair of After Buzz TV <laughs> please I love boots <laughs> um but so and what was she puts on the sunglasses mm-hmm. and so that she doesn't she's hidden that it's that she's grim because maybe I think the uh, the woman, the girl would have I assume I, run away. Yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing. And I was thinking about the other ones at night. Maybe they couldn't see at night. Maybe because it was too it was dark. Night. No, they always seem to they, know they that Nick's grim. It's only when the eyes are completely hidden, like so. Oh, oh my goodness. Now you don't grim? know. I might be a grim. I might not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not. I'm a real <laughs> person, not from a fictional universe. What, what are we called? 
Yes, say oh, it. Oh, uh, Kershide Schlischkennen? <laughs> there, thanks. There it is. I know how to say that now. <laughs> I'm, say it again? I'm a Kershide Schlischkennen. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Just That's just a thing, say. yell. That's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> I just like but so Nick and, Nick and Hank rush to the scene of this crime because they get the call. They go to Monroe because mm-hmm. like Monroe, Monroe's the go-to guy. They still haven't yeah. computerized all the books like we've been yelling at them. Yeah, to but they, do. they can computerize fingerprints. They can't computerize those books. I mean, just scan them in. Take a week off from work. Get a little handheld scanner. Think about how much time that would save them. Oh God, it would be great. That would have been so much more helpful when they eventually found trouble instead of taking to the trailer. He could have pulled out his phone and be like, "Look." Oh yeah, he, he should he should design his own Grim app. He could share it in the on the oh, Facebook page. Awesome. <laughs> and they were like, "Here you go, guys! I made a Grim app." <laughs> but see, if you found more Grims, you could make this a team project. Anyway, Wait, anyway, hold on though. <clears throat> Grim app, make that happen to where we can get on the Grim app and look up all the different Vessen. Uh, that would be cool. Yeah, it would help us out on this it show. Would. We're talking Ooh, to you, because Grim like writers. because right. as as we like wonder when. Uh, they get to the scene, like, what kind of Vessin this is? It's like, or sort of like a dragon-looking guy. Mm-hmm. It's the Skellingak uh-huh. that, that, that dies on the scene. They only find out because she vogues right before right. she dies. Mm-hmm. They're trying to resuscitate her. And this is when Nick knows that there's, like, this is another Vessin down. Like, mm-hmm. another badass Vessin that has hit the dirt six feet under. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Trouble is, like, running away from this. She's covered in blood. She, and we see a very emotional moment in the shower with her when she goes back to the hotel. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> it was a very sad moment, <laughs> yo. It, I like that you're the one making it creepy, <laughs> Yeah, not, like, not we, the Either one of us could have done it maybe <laughs> ten times as creepy. That's why I'm doing it for you guys. Yeah. You're um, welcome. But she just, she breaks down in that moment. Mm-hmm. She does it, like, and that's why we can start to sympathize with this character. Like, we know that she doesn't want to kill these people. This isn't like she's just going about, like, stealing stuff, like, being her badass self and just killing people when they mm-hmm. attack her. She hates that this is a thing, and she doesn't know what to do about it. And so she she has a moment where she breaks and trying to clean the blood off of herself. She can, it's one of those, like, you can never be clean. Mm-hmm. And it's, Macbeth I think, moment. Well, yeah, and it's also because she's in so many, uh, like, her life is such a bad situation right now that mm-hmm. all of these negative bad Vessin are attracted to her because she keeps ending up in the wrong place at the wrong right. time. So that sucks too. She's yeah, not, it's like a you know spiral. She's not going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's a vicious circle. Exactly. Vicious circle. Huh? Like that. Mm-hmm. But when she she makes the mistake of telling this while she's wanted by police, yeah. telling this guy, this the hotel manager, oh, I'm I'm checking out. Yeah. not gonna pay you and then she goes up to her room and, and he's just like well I'm gonna go call the police on you and they and Nick luckily Nick gets that call well he sees the wanted ad yeah yes and so he's like wait this is a girl who hasn't paid oh, me oh yeah yeah I just mean a place <laughs> like that I assume it's like the kind of guy who's like I don't care what business you got right I'm gonna just let you be as long as you pay your rent on mm-hmm. time I don't know what that voice I gave to that actor <laughs> that's guy. amazing I want to go to Portland to see if there are people that sound like that <laughs> that was the creepy voice that I'm that's what I heard in my head when I said her moment I don't know <laughs> what kind of trouble you went in <laughs> just give me my money What's interesting, though, is she's like, oh, yeah, I haven't paid you. Yeah, I'm checking out. Calm down. And then she takes her time and, like, packs her bag and takes a shower. Oh, yeah. Like, she's checking out. He's mad at you. Get out of she's there. She's pretty distracted, though, I, I have to assume. All right. With, uh, I'm, like, willing to let that slide because she just wants to get, she wants to get clean. Yeah, mm-hmm. cleanliness. Is how I took it. 
not in, like the cleanliness, <laughs> but like to wipe the stench of death off of her. Uh-huh. Because oh. she's, I mean, she just got out. Of, we learned that she just got out of a mental institution. Yeah. Um, so you imagine she's in a very disturbed place. Mm-hmm. And to just add three more deaths to your kill count. Y- yeah. Yeah, and not, but not just kill count, but guilt count. That's true, too. Because um, th- she doesn't know what, what this is, what this means. She could be, in her head, she could think that this is all in her imagination. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what uh, part of what the, the, the great performance that we got out of um, uh, Jacqueline Tabani. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, <laughs> you better. Yeah. She's going to come after you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a grim. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even, but you don't even know what kind of vessel I am. What? What? Did Uh-oh. I just say that? <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. I have theories. I'm scared. Um, <laughs> um, and she, she, when she leaves to pack, though, mm-hmm. she has that badass. Mas- I, the word "badass" cannot be used enough to describe this episode. Yeah. Oh, the like the, the machete, machete yeah. on her back and the, awesome. the leather jacket, leather mm-hmm. jacket and a machete. That's how you know someone's gonna She's kick. She's going ass. to f somebody up. Yeah. Yeah. Part of my French. You, I feel like the word was like warranted at that moment. Yeah, <laughs> like we could have said it. Um, and she goes, <laughs> but then, like, obviously the police have been called mm-hmm. at this point, and luckily Monroe's with them to help yeah. diagnose this uh, whole thing. Because when they find her, they track her down, they stop her, and she, of course, Monroe Vogue's at the worst moment. Yeah, and so she freaks. Mm-hmm. Um, instantly, like whips. <laughs> she's just going to kill him, and then. As they're battling, they're trying to take her down. Nick assumes that she's a vest and that hasn't vogue yet. Hank just, I think he's just assuming that it's already happening. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't is. know. He's like, I don't know. What's he's just happening? like, take this thing down, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, whatever, an- whatever crazy animal, high- human hybrid thing we've got that we're being attacked by now. I just hope it doesn't breathe poison fire. Right. Take it down. <laughs> well, it's, it's also really um, uh, amazing that Monroe, in this situation, he cowered and like, Avoided getting hurt as opposed to defending himself. Well, he, he has, but they have a set up in his mind that this is some kind of vessel that is so powerful mm-hmm. that they don't. They could take down all of these vessel without a, with seemingly not a blink. Of well, an eye. that and his whole life he's been deathly afraid of Grimm's, like they all are. Yeah, and. He's only settled down because Nick is his friend. But to still see another one that's like angry and coming at you, that would uh, be like, oh my god! But I don't. But but mm-hmm. he ca- but he reco- he recoils before he vogues, and they can't correct me if I'm wrong. He can't until they go v- into the vogue state. He you can't see Graham. Yeah, he didn't see him until he vogue. Yeah, but he was her. already like leaning back and recoiling. Right. Which was I think just a reaction to I don't know what I'm dealing with yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Monroe is a very smart person. Right. He's not going to d- dive in head first. It just shows the like evolution from, you know, the blue bot that we've seen who are just like always animalistic and going to fight right. to Monroe who is like I have learned and trained myself to not always attack first and ask yeah. questions later but to you know just protect myself until I can which is what he did mm-hmm. with Nick the first time they yeah. met remember go yeah. out the window after him yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but then i mean and but Monroe yells he's like Nick stop uh-huh. She's a grim. <laughs> which, dun, dun, dun. if I hadn't seen the preview last week, I would have. I was already. I still was like going like pumping fists in the air. I was so excited. But <laughs> Do like that if, again. 
<laughs> um, I still like I would have lost it if yeah. I hadn't had the had the spoiler. Mm-hmm. I would I I probably would have paused it and like freaked out. Yeah, called people, texted us, texted us. Be like guys, it's a grin. No idea. Yeah, because um, they do a good job just setting it up as but there are, there are hints in there if you know it's coming you can sort of see Monroe smells the, the he mm-hmm. like knows there's something that he can't put his finger on it's not yeah. something he rec- necessarily recognizes I, I'm surprised he d- actually didn't recognize it as the smell of a grim I think it's because she's young and maybe has just in the past few years but like uh, <clears throat> developed as a grim yeah but do grims have a certain smell or do they just smell like people like it's a good question. I assume they don't that give was... off like animal scents like mm. the other vessel. Hmm. I think he was just like, like couldn't figure it out. Like as in, I don't know what vessel this is because I don't really smell anything besides the other vessel mm-hmm. that are here. I assume that they have some kind of distinctive smell, but maybe not. I've no, never because really thought he... about... and then if the eyes are the only way that you can tell, the so eyes maybe, are the yeah, only way. That I guess. You can tell. Yeah, I think you're I right. I think actually. he was just like confused the whole time because he couldn't smell another mm. vessel. He was like. Where's the other vessel? Why am I not picking up any other scent? Interesting. And then just moved on from there. And they're they're yelling. It's like you're a grim, and like so they've got her now. Nick's on. Nick just freezes because yeah. like you imagine what, what's going through his mind. He's never met a grim. He's not related to, not right. fully aware of. Mm-hmm. And sister, <laughs> he said, "Are you my long lost cousin?" Did you guys see what the grim writers tweeted? It was like a, a faux dialogue where he's like, another Grim, I want a paternity test. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. Uh, Not that, his sister. That'll Not come. That'll come. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that later. It'll, I turn, like, it'll um, turn out it's Aunt Marie's like mm-hmm. offspring that she left with like another Grim. It's just like a domino effect. <laughs> I like uh, when they finally get her in the car and Nick jumps in the back, right? Because Monroe was like, I'm yeah. not sitting back there with her. Yeah, He's like, I, right. Would you? No, of course not. And Hank doesn't blame him either. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm not getting back there. Um, mm-hmm. So but, Nick jumps back there, but my favorite part was her trying to headbutt Nick, and he's like, what? And he just slaps her, and he's like, yeah. stop it. But the, that's a great moment, because yeah. you can see on her face, you can see that realization, that moment of, like, Holy crap. no one's ever been able to stop me before. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. She's never been confronted with a person who could match her. Right, and he's a super grim, so he was like, yeah. smack. <laughs> he's like, you don't scare you me, know girl. It, it reminded me of, he was like, no, bad grim. <laughs> bad. But she and, the, and they keep using the word grim, and she's like, "They've called me that, but that's that's not a thing." She's like, she's again assuming that she's nuts. She says that's just what they say before I kill them, or before they try to kill before me. Before they try yeah. to kill me, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I have. I'm so curious what she thinks is going on before all this. Aside from the that she's hallucinating. Well, well she, that's what I mean. It, does she think she's hallucinating? Does she think that there's something she can see that nobody else can? What is it? that she thinks is going on because there's a world of possibilities. Mm-hmm. We know what the, the actual, what's actually going on, but I'm, I'm very curious to know what sh- she was thinking as she dealt with this. Can you imagine if like you walked around with no explanation and just saw people randomly turning into creatures and then attacking you for what you see him is no reason. They see, they just saw the bottomless pools mm-hmm. of black that are in your eyes. Infinite darkness. Yeah. <laughs> and that's scary to everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, ho- I think they'll. I'm assuming they'll go into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like give us like at least a couple. Of oh, that was dialogue. pretty funny too because she knew that uh, Monroe was a Vessin, and mm-hmm. then 
Nick was like, I'm a groom. I'm a groom, like, trying to tell her. And then they looked at Hank, and he's like, I, I'm just here. I'm <laughs> yeah. here. I'm just, I'm just That's Oh, Hank. It was such a great episode. <laughs> it, it was. It was con- very well constructed, mm-hmm. everything about it. And so, like, with the more, um, we get a little bit more because they, like, she refused to talk, refuses to believe them because mm-hmm. she doesn't know these people. She has no proof. She can't see, like, the bottomless pit right. of eyes or anything. Yeah, um, that would be cool if Grimms could, like, tell that other Grimms. Grimms yeah, and he, Nick's like, this is the truth. He starts like, I can see it, too. Yeah. Like, she's trying to convey to her, like, you I, you can trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. And she just doesn't b- believe it until Nick finds that journal. Mm-hmm. And it's, she just, apparently knowing how to draw is also a uh, special ability of Grimm. I, I think it comes I with Grimm. I really do believe that. <laughs> it's, it's a special Grimm power. That they can draw. With I mean, things. I guess what is drawing, it's just very fine motor skills, which they, they have because mm-hmm. they can fight to like this super powered right. ability. So I guess that and very, logically like, makes sense. Vivid memories so they can like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm willing to give them that. But like now we know there's a special ability that Grimm's have and that is artistic drawing. Oh yeah. Um but most so, animators are actually Grimm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it's very interesting that, like, to see, like, she, like, is really annoyed when he, she sees that he has it. I mean, she assumes that they, they have all of her stuff, right. but she doesn't want somebody to see the crazy things that she sees. That mm-hmm. is her, I mean, like anybody's journal, that is her soul bared onto paper. And she writes in the notebook, um, I will not be broken, the monsters will not destroy me. Yeah, it's, it's, way her, it's, it's her way of being resilient. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't have any, she has no one she can talk to about this right. until now. And the journal has been her only outlet, and so there's a lot of emotion. I think there were also little, like, quotes written down of, like, the things that the uh, Vessen had said to her. Like, I saw a few, like, it looked like, I'm going to kill you, or something, something grim, Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah, and she's just, it's, she's taking down the pieces of the puzzle that she has. She's never had the map to put it together. They've just been random pieces of the puzzle in different parts of the map, and this is finally, she's going to have the keys. It's a beautiful metaphor. Yeah, yeah. And she's also trying to go through this at 19, 20 years old, which is when your life is already crazy. Mm -hmm. So that's rough. Nick was at least like a grown, established man. You know, he could handle it. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little rough. (laughs) Um, It was, I mean, he he says, I want to explain to you what it does mean, Mm -hmm. which he says after he takes her to the trailer. Like, that's, like, the perfect thing to do because you you can't fake those books. Like, she... And she instantly believes when when he hands her that book, which I I, I almost skipped it, but I love the moment where she's like, I'm not going in there with you. And Hank's like, yeah, I wouldn't go in there with us either. This is crazy, (laughs) man. We just brought her to an abandoned, like, parking lot, basically, in the middle of nowhere, Two strange dudes <laughs> with a with a pretty young woman, and you're like, go in that trailer. <laughs> Remember the pickup truck at the beginning? This is the same thing. Two strange men. It's dark. It's secluded. But Smart girl does not. And go it's a in. trailer. The trailer yeah. does not help things. Yeah. Right. It's one of those little bullet trailers too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little tiny um, creepy. But he so yeah. he goes in and brings out just all he needs is one book, mm-hmm. and he show, he shows her, and inst- you can see the rea- reaction on her face that like she lights up. There's that is a moment of transformation, mm-hmm. a huge transformation for that character into I'm alone in the world <clears throat> to I am no longer I am not alone. Yeah. There are others like me. There's somebody I can trust with this. Yeah, that's that first moment of, I'm not crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Like exactly. her whole life, I'm crazy. Something now it's, that, what? I'm not crazy? Yeah, something that we can't even, I can't even fathom no. what that would be like because I, don't, I have not been seeing random creatures running around <laughs> trying to kill me. I have not. <laughs> Kidding. I mean, I try to kill them, but what? Um, <laughs> um, and then at the end, of course, Nick brings her home to Juliet. Why? Where and is she we get I mean, I get it. But and it's like, this is Teresa Rubel. Oh, hi, Teresa. No. no one calls me Teresa. <laughs> they call me Trouble. Blackout. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she it, goes, what do they call you? Remember? Yes. <laughs> it was very set up. It was nice. Um, it was the, the whole Trouble storyline is so good. <clears throat> I love what it's doing to this show. I love what it's set up about the world. Um, every, everything about it was just exciting. Like, exciting in a way that Grimm has... It was in the early days. It was in a couple episodes this season, but it just, like, lit me up with, like, fun. Well, did you notice the whole episode uh, after they meet? Nick is, like, he looks very excited the whole time. He's yeah. always smiling. He's like, hey, I'm a Grim, too. Hey, hey, I'm a Grim. And then, He's like, had no one to relate to, yeah. like, except his mom, but that's his mom. <laughs> right. She's, like, murderous, rampagey. And always yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave town and kill a bunch of people and, and he, show up. And he only had a few days with Aunt Marie mm-hmm. to really talk about this. And, like, he trusted Aunt Marie. Yeah. This was, this is something completely new, something he can really do. And he, I think Nick loves the idea of... Teaching take, her? Yeah, taking yeah. somebody mm-hmm. under his wing. Grim Apprentice. Grim Apprentice. Grim Apprentice. Grim Apprentice. Yeah. I like that. See, you <laughs> should put stuff in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> um... But it's just everything about it. And uh, for those of you that don't know, um, the the woman that played uh, Teresa, uh, t- played Trouble, her name is Jacqueline Tabani, and her story's really, really cool. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but she this is her first project mm. on, on like any kind of big scale. She was a student at the University of Michigan very recently, and uh, Jim and Lynn Kofe, the, um, the executive producer and producer from the show, um, went out to just like teach a class at the school about uh, t- they were giving them a, a they're talking to them about making television and what the whole process is like and one of the things they did is they let them they let a few of the people of the girls audition for Grimm as like a an exercise basically mm-hmm. they like gave them the, the sides for for trouble and said and like had them audition as a learning experience a way to show them what it's like mm-hmm. but they just saw something in her and just uh, latched onto it, flew her out to L.A., had her meeting with casting and the other executive producers, then they had her read with, uh, read sides with the cast, and now she's on Grimm. That's awesome. Well, yeah, she deserves it. Yeah. She's amazing. It was a fantastic performance. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was, that performance, it was subtle enough at the times it needed to be that I want to know more about this character. It was big enough at the times it needed to be mm-hmm. big. She, they mm-hmm. they found a a, je, a a diamond in the rough. Yeah. Uh, needle in a haystack. Like, just, can you imagine just, like, if you walked into, like, if you were, if we were still in college and we were just, like, walking to class one day and walked out with a role on a nationally syndicated television show? I can't or imagine Or televised that. television <laughs> That's one of those, like, legend stories you always hear yeah. about that gets actors all excited. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, maybe one day someone else is fine. And me. it's really, like, one in every yeah. two million <laughs> Yeah, people. exactly. It's her. 
that's it, guys. It won't be another 20 years until uh, they do it again. Yep. 10, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until somebody walks into this studio and was like, you three. Grim. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we expect to see. Yes. We expect to see somebody walk through that door and give us all roles on either Grimm or some other NBC yes. show. Yes. That would be great. <laughs> we could be like newscasters on the show. We, or, I mean, we're already sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a great performance, and we'll talk. We'll we'll get into a little bit about what it might mean for the future mm-hmm. of the show mm-hmm. when we get into predictions later. Yeah. But let's take a quick break, really far into the show, and talk <laughs> about iTunes. We just had so much to talk about, yeah. guys. I'll be real quick. You've heard me say it a hundred times before. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Thank you so much for listening watching it's a pleasure it's a real pleasure for us to do this show every week i love we're it. big fans of grim we know you are too and we would but we need your help as well uh to make not only to make this show the best it can be but to make after buzz the best network that it can be and i bet you're asking how you can do that how can you <laughs> unless do that? you've heard me say it a bunch Please, of times before tell us. um you can go on to iTunes, you can go on to YouTube, and you can go rate us, comment. You mm-hmm. can go on to iTunes, give us, slap us with a, a star rating. I hope it's five. I hope we're doing a great job. Yeah, um, And if, if we're not, let us know what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. Or less of, up, yeah. We, <laughs> I, we just spent 35 minutes talking about trouble, but I was just excited. Oh, we're um, we want to know what we can do, because your, your reviews, they don't just help us like and make us feel good, which they do. They help us gain uh, a credence and credibility in the eyes of the, the people that work on the show, the, uh, anybody else. It helps raise the water level of the entire network. It helps keep the lights on here. It's more important than you realize that you go on and comment and rate and share the podcast. It's how we keep this going. And so real quick, I want to give a shout out to uh, Ladle Ocho. Yeah. Who on iTunes shout us out that said, thanks for the podcast. Love the enthusiasm and knowledge of the hosts. Oh, thanks. And oh, that's, nice. that's it was very nice. See, it yeah. makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, I feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> um, and we uh, we implore you to help us out. It helps us get guests on these shows. Mm-hmm. It helps us just be noticeable. So let's get. Uh, we have a, a challenge issued, don't we? Yeah. Oh, we, I believe we do. <laughs> we do. Um, the challenge that we issued was that if we get a hundred ratings by July, that is July first. I will be doing my best, which is very good, um, to speak to the cast of Grimm if they're at Comic-Con this year. Which I imagine they will be. They have been the past right. few years. Um, um, they we, were last year when I met them, so We have 22 ratings so far on oh, iTunes. please. Only on, 78 more to go. Please. And I know there's more people watching, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. We know you guys are watching. Please help us. Yes. So if you want me to do what I can, you do what you can. And it's very easy. It just takes a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. But it means the world. Um, so let's jump back in because so much more to talk yeah. about. Um, let's talk about Adeland. Uh, um, oh, boy. Adeland, after last week's heartbreaking, giving the baby away mm-hmm. and sending Diana off with uh, with Kelly, Adeland, she, of course, she has no idea. Yeah. Um, and she starts out, we catch up with her. Um, well, let's, let's start at the very beginning because we saw Renard being stalked by... The FBI guy, which is oh, other yeah. remnants of last episode. Um, FBI agent Weston Stewart. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and <laughs> he's, if, if not for that bus, Renard might have been dead. Mm-hmm. Unless he had some magic hack, uh, Zauer Beast power. 
yeah. where he could just like throw the bullet away or something. I don't I, I don't know what they're capable remember, of. Remember, he's a like an awesome assassin too. So don't worry about him. I think he would have just like he, pulled around and. I, I get the feeling he was Wild West. well aware. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of the fact that he was behind him. And just like waiting, like I expect, I fa- <laughs> frankly, I expected him to turn around and like wield some crazy Zauberbeast power at him mm-hmm. and like throw the gun away. Oh, I just thought he was going to shoot him. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> I mean, he's a cop. He, chief of police probably could get away with shooting a guy who was armed. Yeah, he was following. The chief of police is a captain. Captain. Whatever. Small Same details. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> I misspoke. Um, but so Adeland, uh, she eventually gets to Renard, but she starts out. Um, she goes to Juliet, Nick and Juliet's house in a panic mm-hmm. because she is just she lost she just lost her baby. She, in her mind, it was just given back mm-hmm. to the royals. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick and Juliet were just discussing how oh I wonder if the baby's going to be okay with Kelly. It's yeah. so sad that we had to take away from Adeline. Adeline busts in. You can see the panic on her face. Like mm-hmm. this is like no holds barred. She is freaking out, and she even to the point where she even like admits. I don't care that uh, she murdered my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably my fault anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, all right, some character growth. Yeah. It was like funny and sad at the same time. Funny to see like a hex and beast, like, you know, pleading to a Grim. Please help me. Oh, please, Grim, help me. It wasn't just please, Grim, help me. It was please, Grim, help me find another Grim. Yeah. To help yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the way that Nick <clears throat> has shaken up the Vessen world. Mm-hmm. He has changed the dynamics when it comes to Grimm's. Yeah. Um, so she, I mean, she's really desperate. And eventually she, when when Nick and Juliet are like, we can't help you. Like, we, uh, my mom's gone. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where she went. Nick's like, look, if you can find her, great. Good yeah. luck. Which, also, maybe just because Adeline was a panic, I thought Nick did a terrible job at lying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it, the, the performance was right. He was just, he was clearly lying. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, uh, she's gone. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, good luck. I feel like Bye. Juliet had to save him for that. Like, yeah. he's bad at lying. She was like, oh, they took your baby. What? <laughs> Let me. It's like let, let me, me fix this. let me yeah. fake this yeah. emotion of panic. Oh no, they didn't. <laughs> but I think the best part was after Adeline left when Nick said, "I'm not entirely sure she she'd make a great mother." And Juliet said, "I probably shouldn't say this, but I actually feel sorry for her, even though she did just scare the crap out of me." Oh yeah. <laughs> well, best she, lines. Well, I think she vogued out to the point where Juliet could see oh, her, like yeah. trying to scare her into helping. Mm-hmm. And Juliet's like, "Oh my god." Because yeah. I can only imagine what seeing a hexen beast, like compared to so like bad. seeing like a Fuchs bow, a hexen beast is the scariest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, I get scared every time I see her. Yeah, <laughs> even like a claw strike or a scalengack compared to a hexen beast are like warm and fuzzy. Well, because yeah. those are like animals, and she looks like a decaying body. Yes, that's Cor- what they look like. Thing. Yeah. Um, but so she runs away. She goes and she, I mean, she attacks Renard mm-hmm. in the, the garage, like, oh, where they vogue at each other. Oh, that was good. Which part of me thought they were going to jump each other in that moment. <laughs> like, weird. not, Who's she was, creepy now? she was, well, she was really <laughs> desperate, but like that moment where they both vogue and they're like staring at each other. Uh, well, they, you're they watching basically too much Game admitted, of Thrones. yeah, seriously. <laughs> I may, maybe. It's not, you're not wrong. Um, but 
I mean, they they do admit that they basically that they love each other. Mm-hmm. She's just furious at what he did, which he did to protect her, and yeah. we can totally understand the reasons behind it. Well, I like the three slash across his face. Oh, you see him laid it. Yeah. Oh, but you see it later, and it's like, did anyone like when he walked into work that day? They're like, uh, "Hey, you got these three slashes across your face. What were you doing? <laughs> what were you your, doing? Yeah, in your private time." Um, but uh, so she goes to she goes to Mon Rosalie, yeah, for help, which is like now you've reached the bottom of the barrel. Because <laughs> let's face it, we love them as characters. They're wonderful people. They're knowledgeable. Unless you're yeah, but unless you are looking for. Either a home remedy, like a remedy of like some magical mm-hmm. thing, or you need your clock fixed. Not <laughs> much they can do to help. Or you need information. Yes, Vessin lore. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I think Adeline's probably up on her Vessin yeah. lore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they're like, "Well, I don't uh, sure. Sit down and yeah. join us." And like Nick, what, the, what are we supposed to do here? Um, and eventually, Rosalie just, like, gives her a sleeping potion. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Rosalie. And is like, why don't you just rest and we'll deal with this later. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the spice shop and Monroe's like, don't, don't leave me here. <laughs> um, she's got work to do, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta go open up the shop. Um, but then, after Adeline passes out, um, and Nick and Hank take Monroe and leave. <laughs> she has this trippy dream. Nightmare. Yeah. Um, or premonition mm. of sorts. Um, could be a uh, some kind of future telling Maybe. thingy. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but where she sees uh, Renard outside, she opens the door, and it's like the woods. It looked like the, the Vienna woods, like where she was hiding mm. with Meisner. Oh, Meisner. <laughs> Um, and Don't Renard's... say his name. <laughs> that just makes me upset. Yeah. I'm sure he's all right, yo. I hope he's so. on vacation. I hope he's so. taking a break in Hard some, some scary basement somewhere, Thanks, hiding from guys. the royals. Thank you. Um, but and Renard has has Diana, and she's so happy. But then it, when it, he hands it over suddenly it flips and mm-hmm. he's just handed it right to Victor who's laughing and then she's handed it over mm-hmm. and Renard's just not there. Trippy. Mm-hmm. Um, and very telling of the whole situation. And it, But what was surprising there was that she called Victor right after. Like, mm-hmm. I get the begging, but it's, I guess it's, it was more surprising the second time that she calls yeah. and she's like willing to do whatever. I mean, I get that she's desperate to get her baby back, but like, willing to just give herself back over to the royals, who very much are just willing to kill her. Mm-hmm. What I found really interesting was that Victor was like, oh, she thinks that we have the baby. Let's continue to let her think that. I am so excited to find out what his plan is. Yeah, well, I think it's it's more of the, um, it better not to play your, your mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. Like, he, like, she obviously thinks that he has the baby, which... Fits with the story of what he's been fed, that the Resistance took it from them. Like, Adeline would have no way of knowing. But the fact that she thinks that, I think maybe he suspected she was the woman Mm. that took the baby back and they were pretending it was the Resistance. That would make sense. Um, logically, if you were to well, like, well, they were talking about how they were like, so who jumped you? Is it Grim and some other woman? Blah, blah. Well, they know it was. So they know the Grim's working with Renard, and they know Renard. They with do, the but they don't know who was in that little group that took yeah. everybody. They just knew it was three guys and a woman. Right. Well, no. So the, the sorry, when they were talking about the two guys and the woman, they were talking about who held uh, FBI agent Weston Stewart. 
right. captive. Yeah. Right, right, right. Not who t- uh, took the baby back from the resistance. Oh, air quotes. yeah. Because in the resistance, air quotes, they don't know. Uh, they just counted X amount They just people. counted bodies. They don't know who was male, who was female, or anything about them. Just one <laughs> spoke German. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just the one. Um, that makes sense. But, um, that, so but, now so that he's using her. They're looking into Kelly as they're looking into Grimm. But we'll get into right. the victor and the king and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Adeline is basically saying that she, what, but what Victor drops mm-hmm. is the fact that she has Grimm blood inside of her now. Oh, so yeah. He, so he's, what, susceptible to... I guess to what? something about the Hex and Beast <clears throat> magic powers that she has mm-hmm. means she may be able to take Nick's power away from him. Because he said, that's what Victor implied. You have the blood of, of the Grimm in you that makes him vulnerable. Vulnerable, that's it. Who knows what that means? Wasn't he already vulnerable, though? Like, Or now he's just extra vulnerable. Why was he vulnerable? Well, I mean, it's not like human? her magic didn't work on him before. No, mm-hmm. but it probably means she can either control him mm. or maybe hit, she can like cancel out his powers in some way because of that. Like, if you take um, her, his energy, yeah. she, she took his energy, mm-hmm. giving her... If, if you assume that that's still the same base energy in two separate places, maybe that that little pocket that she has can control the main pocket that Nick has. If that is true... If that makes sense. And that makes total sense. If that is true, I hope that his zombie-esque uh, abilities that have joined his powers Super cancel out well, her ability. if it's not specifically tied <clears throat> to Nick, <clears throat> I wonder if... She can control Grimm's. Well, Grimm's, but also what if she takes powers away oh my God. and takes away troubles? Mm. I was just, I thought that too. Yeah. I just had a um, right, assuming, prediction. Assuming as Nick gets her into a place where she's like super in a good place. Trouble's going to die. Wait, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> We're not at predictions yet. Um, I don't think Trouble's going right. to die. I really <laughs> hope she sticks around for the, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um but so the big thing that we saw, another big thing that we saw in this episode, the big, there's no the big in this episode. Um, we, we go back to Victor and he's they clearly suspicious of the, uh, of what went on. Like mm-hmm. he knows there's something up. There's something not what it seems. Right. And so he's investigating, he's basically looking for who Kelly the woman is. is. Yeah. Um, which who knows where she is. She's going to be living on the move, always mm-hmm. somewhere different with Diana. Um, and then we meet the king. The king. Which that that dude was regal. He just like <laughs> like that almost that like to that way that Victor in that only in that moment where he was like walking around Portland oh, yeah. felt like royalty. Mm-hmm. This guy just breathes royalty. Yeah. Like everything he said had that air of importance to it. <laughs> um bloody changes will be made. Is what he says to Victor. So scary. Because he wants to know why he didn't get the baby. Mm -hmm. It's like, but he says it so calmly. So like, mistakes happen, but people pay for them. (laughs) Um, And Victor, he's like, it's like, that's just the way it is. Well, he's basically telling him, you messed up and I'm going to kill you for it if you don't fix it. Mm -hmm. Um, Quickly. But what, like, what they didn't, what they stress is that this is not just like, any any old king we have. This is Renard's dad. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? I'm so excited to find out. And they also stress that they don't know whose baby it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe to remind us, maybe because maybe it's not 
Bernard's. I think I still maintain that I think it is. I think that we won't know unless she actually does a paternity test. I think that they're just going to keep claiming things until they do. Or, yeah, I mean, I assume at some point <laughs> they will make, give us a full confirmation because mm-hmm. Adeline's word is, can only be taken as so right. much. Um, um, sure. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that I want to point out about Vienna was that uh, both the king and then Victor were reading The Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire. And I think that that is going to somehow play. I think because they Ooh. showed us the book multiple times. He, well, the, well, the king basically did we get his name? I totally didn't Mm-mm. get one. Um, yeah, nope. so I'm just gonna keep calling him the king, mm-hmm. um, or uncle, as, as Victor <laughs> calls him, uncle. Yeah. Um, but he talks about how this baby not being raised between royal walls mm-hmm. means that the the whole empire he basically says the whole empire is going to f- crumble yeah Oof. like there this baby is so important to everybody involved and they know it and like kelly is just trying to make it like so this kid just gets a normal childhood mm-hmm. but something i'm so curious to see what happens to this baby yeah um, like what gonna, it like, can do flash to a scene like Kelly in Mexico, like <laughs> hanging just out on the beach. On the I don't think we're going to catch up with them this no, season. No, no, no. Um, They're gone. The, I mean, who knows what is to come? And but we uh, can talk about it at least, and we'll go to predictions. Ooh. And now, after Buzz TV predictions. predictions, predictions. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm starting to add my own echo. I love <laughs> it. It's fun. Um. So we saw in the preview for next week some mm-hmm. really cool stuff. Yeah. Because um, uh, Trouble, obviously Trouble's around and Nick's, she's gr- grim in training. Yeah. That was the quote from the preview. So exciting. <laughs> so exciting. I mean, that's going to just be such a fun game to play for the rest of the season for who knows how much longer moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, she's investigating... She, she says over the body, oh, it's got to be Vesson. And Wu's standing there. What? No, it says, who's Vesson? That's the best answer. <laughs> <laughs> but is Wu going to finally find out now? No. Is she going to slip it? Nope. No, you still think no. Wu's going to be in the dark? Wu's in the dark. Well, what do you, I mean, do you want to put put that on the board? Wu's not, I want to, I say, before the end of the season, I'm putting it on the board. Wu is going to find out. About Vesson. Um, I think we're going to lose uh, Trouble before the end of the season. I think she's leaving. Not dying, but leaving. You, you're putting that season. on the board? Yes. On the board. Yale says Trouble is done before the end of the season. Yeah. Done, leaving, not dead. Okay. I'm saying they pull a uh, red wedding. <laughs> Build us up. Penultimate episode. And or last episode. Maybe they kill trouble mm. i don't well, want to see it you gotta make I a love call Gr- you gotta uh, you know put it on the board otherwise they're gonna start this season uh next season four and it's gonna be called grims with an s <laughs> <laughs> so i think you think she's dead i think she, she might die eight. i don't want to see it i don't want to see it yeah but i think they might you know kill kill your darlings right mm-hmm. um i think Oof. she is going to i think she's going to sacrifice herself lose her powers via adeland Mm. Um, mm. And then sort of have to be put off in a safe place. All right. Maybe she'll travel the world. I'm not saying I'm not putting this on the board, <laughs> but maybe she'll travel the world with Kelly and Diana. All right. Um, but that's, I think that's going to do it yeah. for us. Uh, thank you so much for watching, guys. Uh, that was the, that was grim. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. 
Um, <laughs> Yell, where can the people find you online? The people can find me online at yell.tv, which will include new interviews from WonderCon with Starcrossed, The 100, uh, and Once Upon a Time. Check those out. Also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google Plus at yelltegel. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. I'm also here tonight for Turn and Cosmos. Mm. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson. You guys can catch me on Twitter, on YouTube, for all my all my uh, AfterBuzz shows and all my sketch comedy on at that Zach Wilson. T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. Please reach out to us during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. That's gonna do it for us uh, here at Grim AfterBuzz. I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 